If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome aboard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard in this hour. Michael Lombardi, 30 minutes from right now. He's been strong on the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for weeks now. And we are finally seeing plenty of that movement with Bryce Young juiced up to minus $3 this morning. We'll talk to him about that. And who does he think goes number two in the draft two weeks from tomorrow? Love it every single year. Last night in the play-in games, it had kind of a uh, March Madness feel to it, to me anyway, because uh, the dogs were barking. But also, like in game one, if you just, like we said, when when the ones were playing the 16s and the twos were playing the 15s last month, if you knew nothing about the Heat and Hawks and you just threw that game on for the first time all year long, you clearly would have said to the Hawks are the better team, obviously. They must yeah. have been favored. Yeah. That was the best game they played all year long, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. And how they bullied them and beat them up like that, I was shocked. To bury them on the board, 63-39 and 26-6 second chance points, 22-6 offensive rebounds. Forget about it. And then the Heat got off to that slow start and it was just, they had bad weather, as Ian Eagle mentioned, and then late arriving crowd, my God. There's no one there at tip. Yeah. You saw that as well. So they came out in the Butler and Bam had carried them the whole year. They didn't run anything early for Bam. Butler was off, but it's unfortunate. You get 33 out of Lowry and waste it. And they're down 18 points in that game. And then and Atlanta made all the plays, but certainly bailed out by the fact that they could grab a rebound anytime you wanted. Oh, they just destroyed him. Capella had 21 himself last night. And they're, they're bench, all four guys off the yeah. bench scored in double figures last night. Yeah, absolutely embarrassing to get beat 63-39 on the boards like that. And uh, so much about the others who hadn't stepped up and why you went from the one seed to the seven this year. But you get that performance, that kind of performance out of Butler and Bam, total no-show. And uh, Atlanta moves on now to take on Boston. And Boston a 1-10 to series Favorite. Sure. Like, if, if we get that Hawks team, they can give the Celtics a series. See the total? 230. Game oh, yeah. One. yeah. yeah. But, but why would I believe, based on one game, that we're going to get right. that Hawks yeah. team over the course of a four to a seven game series? Total fluke. Yeah, right. that's what I would think, right? And a, and a bad matchup. Well, the, the Heat could have maybe, uh, I think the Heat give Boston problems. I just think it's a poor matchup for Atlanta, and the Celtics were winners last night with, with that result. And the other game, that was absolutely wild. I mean, the first half. It was quite clear the Timberwolves were the better team. And I mean, I somehow, like, they went for that. They had a small dry spell. The Lakers came back to take the lead for like a second. And then the T Wolves got it back. And then they expanded it to 11 at halftime. I actually felt the Lakers should have been fortunate to only be down 11. I thought that lead could have been between like 15 and 18 at halftime. And in fact, it did expand up to 15 there in the third quarter. But think about this. I mean, with the way the T Wolves played in the first 24 minutes when Carl Anthony Towns was just a man mm-hmm. possessed. He was the best player on the court. That team scored 42 points in the second half and overtime combined. 
Now, combination there of just panicking, panic time at the disco last night for the Wolves and, and this Lakers defense that has been great. Like, what, 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 which, which side do you look at more there, Paulie? Was it the Lakers defense or was it T Wolves just not hitting shots and they just fell apart? No, you can't credit defense when you can't do anything for six minutes or 16 points in 16 minutes. I mean, how about, how about Anthony Edwards, who goes three of 17? My God. But it also says a lot about what are the Lakers doing? I mean, you have three key guys out, and Edwards plays like that, and you're still down 15 midway through the third quarter? you got to respect your opponent. And the lackadaisical defense in the first half, though, with the wide-open looks from three, uh, a lot of things they have to clean up. It also appeared both teams were out of gas and tired down the stretch, and that's something maybe to look forward to if uh, with the Lakers and also if Minnesota advances. Uh, but because it's going to be wear and tear, because LeBron and AD had to play so many minutes just to get in this position through the play-in round, and now to get to the 2-7 against Memphis. By the way, Memphis a $1.30 series favored game one early on Sunday. But the other thing is, people pointing out the free throw disparity, it was 17-3 to free throws, second half and overtime Lakers, and the only free throws were the AD foul with one second left, yeah. which I don't know how people also didn't like the substitutions by Ham and why is Gabriel in the game? But how do you get lost? How is there miscommunication with one second left when it's a three-point game? And you know what they're going to do? He's wide open in the corner. Conley's wide open. And then he fouls him again, the same thing he did a month ago against Dallas. Yeah, and you can argue all day long whether or not Davis actually fouled him. That's going to get called in the NBA. He stepped on him, also got him by the pinky, I think. I mean, it was... And the shot had no chance of going in. No, from no, I mean, awkward he, angle and hit the side of the he, backboard. Yeah, he, so you can say that, but also he wasn't going to hit it anyway. I mean, you could just tell, no. even even if Davis didn't like get in his face or whatever. I'm okay with him like going running over there, but just okay, that's enough. Again, when you have the history here of doing this recently that cost you the sixth seed, maybe you don't want to do it again. And by the way, sure. LeBron called them out after the game, and I think he was joking because AD was standing next to him <laughs> when he was interviewed on on TNT, wherever the yeah, game was right, last night. Right. And LeBron's like, oh, I don't know what what AD was doing there, following Conley, and then AD heard him and he goes, I apologize, man, that was a bad move by me. Yeah, again though, come on, you're I, right. Yeah. He'd be the sixth seed if he didn't do it against Dallas. I was uh, alarmed by how the supporting cast did not play well for the Lakers, and you're supposed to do that and play well at home. Reeves was four of thirteen. You got nothing out of Beasley. Vanderbilt didn't score. And Russell was benched two points. Not even close on his shots. Oh, no, on. he was way off. Like there was I, I a draft in the building. He was way off with his threes. I had to do a double take when you pointed that out yesterday about his player prop. Yeah, he doesn't average 12 a game. Why was he 18 and a half? 18 and a half points for Russell? Yeah. Was that like a... Ah, that was strange to me. Yeah. That was way too high of a number, and we can say that now, but, I mean, we didn't because we said it yesterday well, on the show as well. But here's one thing. Yeah. So Grizzlies lane three in the first game, and I brought this up yesterday when I said I'm sticking by my Lakers ticket to win the West. I think they're going to beat the Grizzlies in the series, but I like Memphis in game one. I'm going to like, remember there was this thing for like two years, Grizzlies first quarter at home, where they were just taking teams out and it was just a bloodbath at yep. the end of the first quarter. Yep. I haven't seen any numbers yet in the first quarter. There's a very good chance I'm going to be betting Memphis first quarter against the Lakers. They are talking a lot of trash and uh, Dylan Brooks, Wanted a piece of the Lakers, so uh, careful what you wish for. Now, the other thing to look at is uh, now that we're here, it's the O2 angle. It's been great. Now, the, the odds makers adjusted that it used to be a, a huge, it used to be an ATM. You bet the, the home team in game three with the season on the line, first quarter and first half. And I saw a lot of this on social media as well, that going back the last couple of years, how the point spread hasn't mattered in any NBA playoff game. Whoever wins, whoever covers the spread wins the game, but rarely do you see that the point spread comes into play where the favorite wins but doesn't cover? Or it did last but then night. it happened last night, I know. And the move from 5.5 up to 8.5, and, and the Lakers don't get there, and we're lucky to win the game. Mm. Both games tonight with the play-in are sitting at 5.5 point spreads. Some movement on the uh, late game here tonight. Thunder and Pelicans. OKC opened up 6. I checked that. Uh, New Orleans opened up 6 at some spots. It rifled down to 4.5. And, and now I'm looking at pretty much every book across the country and the Pelicans are favored by five in this game. I said earlier, if it gets to six, I'm going to have to take the th- Thunder, I think. Um, again, tricky to get like, like a real good feel for previous games when they played, but I will say that the Pelicans were fa- This is back in November. There was no Ingram. There was no McCullum. Yeah. Zion played. Pelican- Pelicans were favored by five and a half. They won by four. They played again two days before Christmas. OKC was favored by two at home. No Zion, no Ingram. Pelicans won in overtime. They played in February. 
OKC at home, favored by three. Ingram had 34. No Zion, no McCollum. Pelicans won by three. And then the Pelicans were favored by one. This is um, in New Orleans on March 11th. Shea had 35. Zion sit. Ingram sat. They both sat, I'm sorry. Um, And the Thunder won 110 to 96. All of these totals, by the way, were in the low 230s, every single one of them. And you've seen, Paul, how this uh, total has crashed now the last couple of days, down to 227 or 227 and a half. Yep, yep. No opinion on this one. Uh, And the winner goes to Minnesota Friday. What a story with OKC. 30 to 1 to make the playoffs before the season. Well ahead of schedule. Bright future, all these picks. Holmgren, healthy next year, and SGA is, is a superstar. And the early game, I, I lean the Bulls. Tough game here as well. But uh, the Bulls played well down the stretch, especially in the second half. A little concerned that they're 24th in offensive efficiency, and uh, they do not shoot the three. They do not take – they're the uh, dead last in three-point attempts and makes. And other than Miami, this is the – well, I don't want to call it, but uh, the teams remaining, this is the second-worst offensive efficiency team that's remaining. Miami is 25th. So – I'm concerned about Toronto, though, as well. With appears Nurse is out the door with his comments uh, about a couple weeks ago. Bulls struggled on the road. Toronto very good at home. And the winner goes to Miami Friday. DeRozan played in all three games in the regular season. He averaged 14 points per game in 36 minutes. Very surprising. That's not good. Uh, A guy who struggled for Toronto in the three-game series, Scotty Barnes, he averaged 35 minutes and only 11.7 points. He shot 35% from the floor against Chicago in the regular season. Not great. I would look at Vucevic and Beverly under three-point made it three-point makes at DraftKings. What do you got I for Vooch? I got a dollar seventy-five under one and a half. He took five a game yeah. against uh, Toronto in the regular season. Took five. Stakes are raised though now. Yeah. Are you gonna, how, no, how, how many? Gonna, how are you gonna? How many are you gonna attempt? And That's why I, I think, think. I mean, certainly, I don't think. But Beverly's point total is six and a half. I think he goes under that too. Well, will Beverly even attempt two or three of them? Yeah. I wonder if it took one night for people to realize it's playoff basketball. We got to bet unders. Yeah. Because they didn't realize it before the game. The Lakers T Wolves game went to the moon. I mean. Yeah. In the market, also, you're right. We also didn't have you had two key guys out though. Oh, too, I understand that. Yeah. Which you you figured AD and LeBron would just feast, which didn't happen. But the other, you're, you're right, though. I, yes, yeah. I was going to say this Raptors Bulls regular season, all three games went under the total. Two nineteen and a half, got to two seventeen. The next night it was two twenty one and a half. Nope, not close. The third time they played, the total was two seventeen and a half. They barely got over two hundred. And you think either you think New Orleans and Minnesota could give Denver problems? Oh, certainly I do. Your team, yeah. Yeah. Sunday will be tough, though. That's a horrible situation for whoever comes out of there. Win-lose up next. Bad night to be a bridge jumper. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Another record for the Bruins, another night. What a season, 133 points, 64 wins, with still one game left. What a see, I, unbelievable right. season. I cannot believe it. Uh, well done. And now hopefully they get to the Stanley Cup final. More on that game coming up. What happened? You mentioned it. The Blackhawks plus 425. Pittsburgh, if they won out, they were in the playoffs. They are at home playing a team that had lost 10 of 11. They lost 5-2. Just an embarrassing loss for the Penguins. And you're thinking, okay, one nothing in the third period. They're dominating play. They'll get one. Then they tied it up and the Blackhawks answered. They got another one. Yeah. And that is just, I cannot believe they lost that game. A proud organization that's done so well in the playoffs. And a good, we might, we're probably not going to have Crosby or Ovechkin in the playoffs. Against a team that was kind of like trying to lose games. Oh, that's No bad. reason to win whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's right. People, again, yeah. just give me the Penguins on a parlay. Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Devils, easy winner, 190 up to 240. They took out Buffalo. Carolina, likewise, 260 up to 330 in the must-win mode against Detroit. Bruins, 270 up to 340 against the Capitals. Baseball, the Orioles, $1.60 up to $2. Beat the A's. Tampa Bay Rays, they win again. Cover the run line. They have more home runs than runs allowed. Are you serious? <laughs> they have 29 home runs and they've allowed, what, 20, 20 runs on the season? Can they keep it going again today? Ah, uh, tough one here. But how much do you trust uh, Chris Sale right now? Uh-huh. Don't know. Mixed bag. Atlanta Hawks plus 195 on the money line. And Inter Milan, Champions League, plus 230. They won the first leg 2-0. Subscribe, be part of the team, VEASAN Pro. Watch the show live, VEASAN.com. You always want to see these tweets and videos. This is a new one here. The dog is eating. And he's getting ready. And he's standing around, tippy-toe, tippy-toe. And he's dancing and licking getting ready to he's salivating ready to have his food and this goes on for 15 seconds oh it's okay put your face in there eat it fine he's got that's his routine kind of like nomar before getting into the batter's box i mean that guy's stepping up to the dish and he is just he's dancing oh you know what is going on here i bet you he goes on a verbal cue i bet you the owner of the oh, dog is like yet. hold 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 okay. and then he goes okay it's yours and then bam that's okay. a signal to unleash hell i thought you all right i thought, I thought there was laughter too it's like let the guy get in there let him have something with that routine. That is, look at that. <laughs> it's bizarre. And then, and then the tongue coming out, right? Like a snake. Let him get in there. Excellent. Plenty of lose some. Penguins, 450 up to 550. Lightning, 140 up to 230. Was that third string goalie with the Leafs? Didn't matter. And Lakers and over. Five and a half up to eight and a half and 228 up to 234. Not even close as you mentioned. Couple videos and tweets lose some. There's some leaked votes for defensive player of the year. Oh, I'm looking at good, it right good now. Good thing you're sitting down. Yeah. So that is now, that is now what, six guys who are saying Evan Mobley? Sunday on the Bill Simmons podcast, Simmons said he's voting for Mobley. So is Ryan Rosillo. And Simmons had, I think, Draymond Green second. Come on. Okay. He called Brooke Lopez his third best defensive player on his own team. I have the entire thing right in front of me right now. Uh -huh. 20 people have officially put it out there, put out their votes. Okay. 20 out of 100. 
Right now, Jaron Jackson has seven first place votes and 47 total points that they've accumulated so yeah. far. Yeah. Brooke Lopez in second with six first place uh, votes, 38 total points. So we'll see. There's more. Trust me, Paul. I am re- a couple of people put this together on a Google Doc that you can find. Just search NBA awards. It's incredible. I've been refreshing this thing for 15 hours a day. The Mobley thing's incredible. But this no, guys- that, that the Draymond Green thing yeah, well, is going to drive me off a cliff. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Buffalo lost last night. Their streak continues. They're eliminated from playoff contention for the 12th straight season. That ties the Jets now. All right, something yes. to be proud of. Longest in, in the uh, major sports now. Longest drought. And the other one, Pittsburgh has made the playoffs 16 years in a row. That's likely that comes to an end if the Islanders get a point tonight. And here's one I'll put under loose some. It's supposed to be an exciting, fun day. It's the puppy's first bath. All right. Oh, and he is terrified. Look at him holding on for dear life. All got the suds up, all the soap. Look at him, poor guy. He is not. A lot of dogs don't like the water. Oh, I yeah. mean, this guy is terrified. Look at him. He said, oh, no, please. I'm holding on. I don't, I'm not comfortable here in the water. I don't like this at all. And uh, some bad beats. The, I've tweeted this. Oh, man. The total in the Blackhawks-Penguins game was six and a half. It's one nothing in the third period. It's 3-1 with 90 seconds left. 5-2 final. Come on. Also, the, the uh, Bruins game was one nothing late in the second. It was a 5-2 final. And Timberwolves money line, plus 3-30. Up 15 midway through the third? I don't care who's, you got to win that game. They were clearly the yeah. better team for the first two and a half quarters. And 16 points in the last 16 minutes. Seven points in the last 11. Wow. There's a lot to bet on the next 30 days. For a limited time, you can subscribe to VEASAN for only $9.99. Daily baseball best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, the Derby, and the upcoming draft. Sign up now. $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You uh, watched this last night, and uh, I was watching it as well. You thought the game of the night was Edmonton and Colorado. Edmonton wins in overtime. Edmonton has won 13 of 14. Skinner's on a 13-1-1 run. And since they acquired Ekholm, they're 17-2-1. And the Edmonton Oilers, six games in a row, have held their opponent to one goal or fewer. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is awesome what they're doing. And they are scary. And, And so much on the line tomorrow, where still Vegas won, Edmonton won. Edmonton has a tiebreaker. Vegas just needs a point at Seattle to get the one seed and win the division. So, shockingly enough, the Oilers are kind of playing that playoff style of hockey you need to win leading into the playoffs. Remember, there was a stretch, if you go back before this, where they're, they completely flipped, right? Lower scoring games. Like, every game, the totals were seven. Yep. And it took, like, a minor miracle for those games to stay under seven. And I said on the air, that's not going to translate to the playoffs. Like, you're not going to win and go that deep. I don't care how good your offense is, you're going to meet a hot goalie at some point on a team that can maybe neutralize you, and you're going to get beat 4-3 or 6-4, whatever that case is. But they kind of figured it out here, and you got to feel real good right now going into the playoffs Yep. if you have Edmonton Futures, if you're a fan of the team, etc. Carolina's $1.60 to win the division. They're up a point. They take on Florida. Florida's in. But I know that maybe they want to avoid Boston. They make sure they get they, they, that the Islanders then... Uh, would play Boston and not Carolina, or not uh, Florida, and uh, Colorado a dollar eighty. They're up a point on Dallas. Dallas has a home and home against St. Louis. They play tonight. Colorado goes to Winnipeg, and they have Nashville on that final day on Friday, final day of the season. Islanders, Islanders just need a point tonight. They're minus two twenty-five to beat Montreal at home in, in regulation, three sixty to win the game, but a point will do it, and they will move on, clinch their final game, and Pittsburgh is then eliminated. Florida clinch with the Pittsburgh loss. How excited are you for the Eastern uh, Conference playoffs? Very. I think Toronto can finally win a series. I honestly one, and it, plus to see this Boston juggernaut. If you compare the two sports that we're going to have playoffs going on concurrently, uh, I, the Eastern Conference playoffs in the NHL, that to me is right there with the Western Conference playoffs in the NBA. Yeah, and Barkley said it on air, and Ernie got a little upset at him because they carry the games, but Barkley said there's... No, no one, no, no one needed to tune into the first round with this. Other than Cleveland, New York will be a great series. Oh, of course, but he's it will not going to give anyone a chance going against. Uh, he doesn't think the Nets have a chance. Atlanta has a chance, or whoever takes on Milwaukee. And he's probably right, but still, you know, to come out and say it, that was. Uh, I'm sure the promotions department doesn't like that. 
Oh, it's a dream come true. Again, we talked about our brackets yesterday. If that happens, you get chalked. If, yeah. if we get Milwaukee and either Bucks, Cavaliers, 76ers, Celtics in the final four of the East, and then in the West, it's like, if the Lakers win and the Warriors win and the, and the Suns win, the, the, that's just that's go, uh, jackpot for the NBA. Also, thanks to uh, Russell, I was running down some home run stuff earlier. I missed this last night. He points out that uh, Corey Seager was hurt. Injured his hamstring. Uh-oh. Zion situation. <laughs> when he was... Uh, so he's going to be out for a minute the way it looks anyway. So What do you uh, do with him? Was Zion Williamson? 144 games in his career, isn't it? He's played like 140 games. What are your options? It's four years. What can, what can you do? You signed. I... What, you to trade the guy? For what? Is a team in the NBA going to give up a mother load of picks? Uh, I, I can't imagine that happening. I would have picked up the phone last year. I mean, it's just can't you can't always, count on him. You always get it's like Aaron Rodgers. You got to be something. you got to be a yep. And now now there's a report about Rodgers. By the way, Jets Packers not talking from Adam Schefter. Now this is a, a, a joke too. Goodell's got to step in. You got the <laughs> you got to make the schedule. You have to know if he's going to the number one market here. What's get get it done, guys? Come on. I think they'll make the schedule based on him going there. Is what they're going to do. Do you think the Jets need to have a plan B? And Green Bay could say, well, okay, we'll just pay. Bakhtiari made that comment. Yeah, we'll just pay him. That's our leverage. We'll pay him not to play. Plan A should have been Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I know. God. Plan A for is, the Colts should be Lamar Jackson. He was on with McAfee a month ago. Let's go, guys. Knock this out. Let's right, follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Longtime NFL executive, current VEASAN host Michael Lombardi on the program coming up next. He's been preaching what you've noticed over the past two days. So what happens with the next pick? We'll ask him coming up here on Visa. This is Follow the Money on Visa. NHL playoffs are around the corner. Whether you're rooting for your favorite team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all the NHL action. New customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet. Get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Join the action now, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code VEASAN. Code VEASAN. NFL Draft Talk here. Michael Lombardi joins the program now. Long time, former NFL executive, current VEASAN host. His show, Lombardi Line, comes up at noon Eastern every day and uh, 9 a.m. Pacific here on the network. Michael, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning to both of you. Yeah, so you what, what you've been saying now for, oh, I don't know, between two and three weeks, probably about the number one overall pick, seems to be coming to fruition with the draft odds anyway. Now Bryce Young as high as a $3 favorite to go number one overall. But you, why have you been so steadfast in this, you know, going back that, that long? I think it's really, you, you just watch the tape. It's, it's pretty clear on tape. I think the only hurdle that you have to get over is accepting the 510 is justifying that in your head. If he were six feet two, Mitch, uh, the Chicago bears would have never traded the pick. I mean, this is a generational instinctive talent. Now you're worried about the height because you don't have a lot of comparables to 510, but his arm strength is really good. It's really good. And I started out from a place of not believing he could do it because of the 510. His instincts are rare. And his ability to work and lead the team is rare. He's everything you want, except you wish he had high heels on. And the problem is, I think that that's, that's everybody's just going to take well that Frank Wright wants the bigger guy. Look, David Tepper didn't spend $2.5 billion to let Frank Wright make a decision, especially knowing that Frank Wright's the last three quarterback decisions have been a disaster. You recommended it at a much better price. Would you still say it's going to happen? Three dollars. Three dollars. Well, I definitely think it's going to. I think it's definitely going to happen. Okay. I mean, I think there's no doubt. And and look, C.J. Stroud is. It's an interesting case for C.J. Stroud because uh-huh. C.J. Stroud offers a lot of good things. There's some concerns about C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, and he's going on the, on the circuit this week. And I've also said that, and it came out yesterday by Schefter that I'm not sure that the way this is going, that Houston's locked in on the quarterback. I mean, they signed Case Keenum to a contract. They've got Davis Mills on their team. They uh-huh. didn't release Mills when they signed Keenum. I'm not saying Houston won't draft Stroud. I'm just saying I think that there's a there's a discrepancy between the market, between the the teams drafting, and the mock draft and the perception in the market. 
No one sees this quarterback class as elite. Mel Kuyper yesterday had the quarterbacks going one through four in his mock draft. Now, never in the NFL history has that happened. And there's been a hell of a lot better players than these four quarterbacks. Yes, well said. What happens at number three? But hold on, hold on. Oh, then if they don't go start at number two, then who's the player there for the Texans if they keep the pick? I think it's Jalen Carter. I think if they can get oh my the, two best players, the two best players in the draft are Jalen Carter and Bryce Young. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Will Anderson is overvalued and overhyped. You know, Darrell Wright, the tackle at Tennessee, who's now getting a lot of love, stoned him in that game. I mean, Darrell Wright blocked him. And people say, well, Darrell Wright's a good player. Well, there's a lot of good players in the NFL. You know, there's a lot of good players in the NFL. I think Will Anderson's living off that year that he had all those sacks. Now, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but people have made Will Anderson out to be Von Miller. They've made him out to be Bruce Smith. They're talking like he's a Hall of Fame talent. That's not, you can't find that on the tape. You can't. Jalen Carter, you can find. And so my theory has been D'Amico Ryan's got this job in Houston for one reason and one reason only. His defensive front was dominant. That's why he got the job. And that's what he's been trained to know to do. And I don't think he's going to pass up a dominant defensive lineman for a quarterback that he's not sure of. That's just my gut. I don't know if it's true. I Uh wouldn't say it's – I don't feel as strongly about it as I did Bryce Young, but I do feel strong about it. That's excellent. And then what happens at three? Does Tennessee move up and make a trade? Six teams have asked about, does Arizona stick and make the pick? What happens in your opinion? Well, I mean, the way Schefter worded that, it was interesting. I think if you go back and read the wording of that, it sounded like more Arizona was calling than teams are calling. You know, and so who are they trading up to get? Now, the one thing I would say is Tennessee is a team, because here's why. You have to look at the facts and not look at the, at the perception. Tennessee hasn't done anything with Ryan Tannehill's contract. He's on their books for $27 million in paragraph five. Whenever you're a team strapped on cap, you look for your players who have large paragraph fives. You try to redo their contracts. You extend their contract out and you buy cap room. They didn't do that. Okay. For example, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they only have four players. They're so bad on the cap this year. They only have four players that they could get cap room from. One of them's Devin White. One of them's Shaq Barrett. They can't do that. They can't cut Shaq Barrett because it would cost them more. The other one's Mike Evans. And they can't do that either because it would cost them more. So whenever you see that, you know those players have potential for either release or trade. And I think Tannehill could be one of those type players, which lends me to think if they like the quarterback, they would go in that direction. But I'm not sure you could sit down and say, I like this quarterback, and I'm going to give up all these assets for him. I mean, look, everybody applauded the Trey Lance trade. We had people on our network thought it was a brilliant move. And, you know, how'd that work out? Yeah, and we played your clip earlier. You want no part of Anthony Richardson in the top 10. What are you hearing on Hooker? Can Hooker be the fifth quarterback to go in the first round? Everybody I talked to in the league said he won't go in the first round. Everybody you talked to in the media says he's going in the first round. I I don't know what to make of it. Look, here's what I do know Uh from practical experience. The guy's coming off an injury. He's not going to play next year. So you lose that year, right? And he's 26 years old. Age matters in draft. It does. Now, I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's very accurate. He's tough in the pocket. He works the pocket high and low, and he's got the ability. But he plays on one half of the field. This offense at Tennessee is not a normal pro offense. It's a spread offense for college football that works. They're in one protection. They're in one protection. He doesn't really have to route the protection. The center either slides slides to the right or the center slides to the left. The back goes opposite because they're only in six-man protections all the time. So I, I think it's a little bit like people like him. I don't know if they love him like, you know, Mike Tannenbaum at ESPN. Yeah. You know, one day he puts out a tweet that says Bryce Young is the number one pick. He's by far the best quarterback. The next day he puts out a tweet that, you know, when Mel put Hayden Hooker in his first round, you know, uh, he's the, he's going to be the best quarterback. I, I'm not sure what to make of it. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, our guest, former NFL executive, a new GM Shuffle podcast drops tomorrow. And listen to him on the Lombardi line. You were shocked at the Beckham contract uh, going to Baltimore. What does that mean for Lamar Jackson? Well, I was told that Lamar told them, and I said this on my show yesterday, Lamar told them he wanted two players. He wanted Hopkins. who Nobody wants to trade for Hopkins. Because not that he's not a good player. It's because he wants more money. And you're talking about a guy that hasn't been really easy to deal with in his career. So, you know, they can't make that trade. 
And so they signed Beckham, and obviously they overpaid. They overpaid, I think, to get their quarterback. Now, you know, Beckham, Beckham, how could you turn down that contract? Who was going to offer him that contract? It was very unraven-like. Yeah. I mean, look, here's a guy that hasn't really played well. I mean, you got you go back to the 19th season. You know, when, when he played for Cleveland, you know, he had 127 targets. He had 77 catches. He was in the 50 percentile in terms of catch percentage, which is really important. You know, we throw around this number one receiver conversation in the NFL. Like it's like every team has a number one receiver. Number one receivers typically are going to be in the high 60s, low 70s on catch percentage. Devontae Adams last year went lower than he'd ever been in his career. When he was in Green Bay, he was at 72%. Now that's a number one receiver. But you, these guys that we think are number one receivers aren't. I mean, Odell Beckham is so far from being a number one receiver, it's not even close. Now, he's the number one receiver, according to the worldwide leader, because they get clicks for it. But in terms of watching him on tape, he's not. And so, therefore, when you're spending $14 million, wow. You would have been better off trying to trade for Mike Evans, who's due to, who's making $14 million. Mike Evans' contract is one of the older wide receiver contracts. So he's, he's underpaid based on his ability. I'll be honest, I didn't see the one on the contract at first, and I thought, my God, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Then I saw the one, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. They gave him how much money? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Well yeah. said. And they, yeah. they, they, they did it because they needed to spread. It's, it's probably, I would suspect it's going to be a five-year contract that voids the one because they need it for the cap room. I mean, Baltimore's in tough cap shape because they got, they're spending $23 million for Ronnie Stanley, and then they got Lamar at $32 million. I mean, there's two players that eat up $50 million a year cap. One of them never gets on the field half yeah. the time. Hey, hey, 60 seconds. I saw you tweeted this. It's right across the street from Circa. What did you think of the Mob Museum? I thought it was one of the greatest tourist attractions in Las Vegas. I never knew about it. I mean, I've been coming to Circa now for four years. I didn't even know about it until like about a year ago. It is, if you love mob movies, if you love the mob, it is utopia. And I could promise you, I spent three hours in there yesterday. I could have spent 10. It, it is incredible. It's an incredible experience, and it covers it from the start, from the, the Ellis Island and all the, all the immigrants coming over to the gangs, and it ends it all the where we are now in world technology and, and, and the way things have gone. So, and everything. There's three floors, and they have a speakeasy at the basement. It is an incredible experience, and you want to be able to go outside all the time in Vegas. Sometimes you need to stay inside. That's the best place to stay inside. Yeah, no no kidding. Well said. Thanks, Michael. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. This show comes up today, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Mob Museum is an A+. It's inc- our picks. What we're betting today, coming up next here on Follow the Money. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. 
Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right. Let's go. Devils to win in regulation. Easy winner against Buffalo. D'Angelo Russell points under 18 and a half ice cream. It was two points, one of nine shooting, benched in 20 minutes. Yikes, the supporting cast from Los Angeles. No good yesterday, but they still survived. Hawks to make the playoffs. Winner. That gets there. And the pending, I mean, I look good. The new plays, rather. The Stars to win in 60 minutes today, $1.05 against the Blues. They're one point behind Colorado. They have a home-and-home against St. Louis. They're on the road tonight. I think they take care of business and make Colorado sweat, who plays Winnipeg and Nashville. The Nashville game is Friday. And Memphis, minus three, uh, minus three, game one Sunday against the Lakers. And suddenly, I'm I'm on life support with this one, but Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. They need a they need an Islander loss in regulation tonight, and they have to beat Columbus tomorrow to make it. Now, after what happened, as a 550 favorite got beat at home by the Blackhawks, conference to win the Stanley Cup, the East minus 155 pending, Cavs minus one and a half games in the series against the Knicks plus 120. There we go. All right, uh, one and one with the player props last night. That was not a Kevin Love game for the Heat. He barely played, only had one three-point attempt. He was hot down the stretch. I had over one and a half at plus 124. Not He never even think of the touches, the usage, any of that. So that was no good. It was a Sadiq Bay and Hawks bench game last night. Over nine and a half got there at halftime. So that was a winner. But I'm adding today, I'll add a player prop here in baseball. If you want to lay juice, six and a half, you can find it with Blake Snell. Uh, I'll go under five and a half available as well at plus 120 so far on the season. Look, we all know, I think at this point, Blake Snell on the road compared to at, at home. He's not the same guy. Much better at home over the years. The opposing pitchers against the Mets so far on the year have only gone over their strikeout total three times so far. And the Mets have the fifth lowest strikeout rate in all of Major League Baseball. I don't think he has a high number today. I'll go under Blake Snell with those Ks. If OKC touches six, I'll be betting the Thunder plus six. If not in play, hopefully I'll be getting a better number at that point. Like they don't cruise out to an early lead against the Pelicans for tonight. And some uh, others pending that we have here. Again, the Stroud stuff is uh, fading by the minute. Plus 550 to go first overall. And uh, the Rays 11-0 on the season. A lot of baseball left in March or in April, but uh, have them most wins in March and April at 14-1. to Come on, let's get let's get game three against the Red Sox today and go to 12 and 0. That'd be a good feeling. Tie the record. Catch the 87 Brewers. Hell, go 16, 17 and 0. Okay, even, even better. better. Yeah. Become a Veasan Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the Veasan.com/picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access, pro picks. Become a subscriber today for only $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Another best bet, Mitch says, the Mob Museum. Again, uh, Michael said three hours. You could have been there for eight, ten. And he also added off here that they have the how uh, El Chapo escaped, that they have that as well. So they keep with the refreshing it then. Okay. Narcos, yeah. I went, oh my God, I think I went probably seven, eight years ago. I took my dad there. He absolutely, because my dad was all about the mob. He read countless mob books. He watched every single mob movie. He grew up during that time. He absolutely loved it. And uh, I mean, who doesn't, first of all? 
But <clears throat> he was so happy when he took him there. He was th- he, he, my dad could have stayed there all weekend long. He didn't want to leave. Neither did I. Wow, what a ringing endorsement. Yeah. It, it, now, this is you. Now, they've added so much stuff. Oh, I, I got Were you yeah, big in the narco? Big in the narcos and uh, yeah, you El Chapo know, I, on Netflix? I never, I never finished that one. Nar- never. Narcos is good. No, I know. I don't know why. Very I, good. I, that's typical TV shows. I start them. Like, I got, I, I got three years into The Americans which is like awesome. Never finish it. I, I don't know. It's weird. On FX? Yeah. That's good. supposed to be awesome. Uh, acting is off it. the charts good. Yeah, that's what I hear. That guy is... Yeah. What's his name? Matthew Reese. He. I want to see if I have this right. I think he's Dutch, but he plays a Russian spy with an American accent. It's phenomenal. Isn't Bobby Axelrod in that too? I think he's in that. I don't recall him. Carrie Luce is in it. Yes. Isn't that her name? Yeah, very good, thing, too. They, they have the wall, the St. Saint, Saint Valentine's Day Massacre wall is there. Oh, yeah, and they have, like, what they have. If you, you can get, like, the audio version, too, if you want to do the carry-along and, like, this, oh. the background, the stories of all what happened. It's I would recommend it to anybody who comes to Las Vegas. It's great. Um, we're seeing this right now on Twitter. Guy in the Cornfields tweets out, based on what Michael Lombardi told us uh, 15 minutes ago, he said on the air he thinks Jalen Carter goes number two overall. So it depends on where you look. Odds at uh, certain books have Carter to go um, number two overall at 16 to one. But you can also find the Texans. Who are they going to take number two overall? Jalen Carter's like 25 to one. Uh-huh. So always yeah. look and shop around. There's going to be different wording, different props. And clearly at this point, if you want to get involved on Carter going, you take the 25 to one rather than the 16 to one. I'm spitballing Hill here. Could they trade the pick? Did they move back to, you know what I'm saying? Yes, they could. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other, why, why not? Why couldn't they? If you're not going to go quarterback, and you probably you can go quarterback at 12, or move back and then move up, move back from two, move up from 12. Yeah, they, they could very easily do that. It's, it's going to depend on how much they covet one of these defensive players and what they're going to do with pick number 12 at that point. I do think what you said earlier, I, I don't think the Cardinals can trade the pick right now. I do think they have to wait. Because what if they go, what if they hold their pick at number two and the Texans take a defensive player, all of a sudden at that point, the Cardinals can go nuts with, with pick number three. And they can they can get a treasure trove at that point on draft night. That's I think Well, that, we need that right. We they, need more more intel and cause cause he, he's right. Houston's been quiet. All the talk has been rumors and speculation, but Houston hasn't said a damn word. But if that gets out that it's not going to be quarterback, then let the games begin. And then the phones really hit up. And the Schefter report, six teams have called. Or mm-hmm. however you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That teams are interested in that pick. Now, Why, of course they are. And Michael is pretty set in stone here, thinking that it's going to be Bryce Young overall. Number one, we still do have two weeks left. I mean, based on the history of this event, uh, maybe, maybe things could change last minute. Again, with the okay. Walkers, with what happened last well, year as the example. What, was, what happened with Baker Mayfield on draft day? Yeah, I was going to ask you how high does it go and when does it take off? Because we've seen everything here. Young, the good size favorite. Stroud plus 550, your ticket. Then Stroud got to minus 350 to go number one. And now Bryce Young is 330 right. to go number one. I mean, what, what, if he continues to go into the five, I think at some point, if he's like eight to one, to me, that would tell me then... Forget about it. He's going number one overall. Because wh- wh- what did Hutchison get to last year at the, at the high point? Was he as high as minus $5 to go number one? I think it was maybe a little bit more topsy-turvy than that. Because it was still kind of unknown overall what was going to happen at number one until kind of the week of. And then that, that Walker's team came out of nowhere. Like the team on the number two pick yesterday with Wilson. Kyrie Wilson, the edge yeah. from Texas Tech. Big move. Who went from as high as I think thirty to one at some spots, typically more around twenty or twenty three, twenty four, twenty five to one, down to seven to one. Oh, defensive player to go number two overall. If you can find that, might be worth a shot right now. Well, Michael's not the only one to say it. Several guys are just saying these mocks are way off. Yeah, when they look at these, about this is not going to happen. This is not how it's going to go. That's a good point. So, and he made it clear that there's a difference between people who he talks to in the league and what the media is telling you. And he's not the only guy to say that either. Others have said the same thing. So. But you also, this is unfortunate, but it's happened. And it's happened to people at this network that you're going to get lied to. 
and they're they're using you, and they, oh, yeah. it happened to ESPN many times. Yep. About in the very, you know, the we need to send them an invoice. The Dolphins got us good years ago, with this way we're take we're looking at old linemen, we're looking at that, and then it was with yep. Tua, what they did. So I mean, they, they lied to several people. With the picks here, yeah, you have Grizzlies game one minus three. Yeah, you gonna bet them series price too? Yeah, I was. Do you think I'm overreacting? But I, I mean, I love LeBron in this Laker team, but I was concerned by you. And that's not supposed to happen last night. Minnesota's got all these guys out. You're supposed to run over them and right there. That's not supposed to happen, let alone down 15. And a big reason why was because the supporting cast was so bad. The role players were horrendous. And I know, and LeBron likes to, like Floyd Mayweather, he likes to feel out his opponent in a series. So I think he'll, I think that, that bodes well for Memphis in game one. But certainly if the Lakers can steal one, watch out because Memphis was horrendous on the road this year oh and they yeah if they can take one of the first two games i'm going to really like the lakers to win that series and i'm very interested to see what denver's lane sunday night in game one because oh man whoever wins that game friday whoever wins tonight goes to minnesota and then the short turnaround altitude with travel on fumes you just these teams were on fumes yesterday oh yeah Yeah. how sloppy was that second half in overtime yep no no question i'm going to be very intrigued by the grizzlies first quarter yeah. Okay, but I, okay. that has nothing to do with last night. That just If you miss any of this show, go back and listen on your own time. Apple, Spotify, Citri, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.